Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manic Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the podcast. And today, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, this good night, we're going to discuss married to the money. Now, we all know that most marriages end in divorce due to financial problems. I work in finance. I've seen this. I've witnessed people get divorced over finances. I'm here to help you. I'm here to give you some real advice. I'm here to give you some real insight from an observer of both the finance world and the world of marriage. I've never been married, but I have seen people's marriage fall apart because of money, because of ignorance about money, because of greed with money not being able to save, buying things that are out of budget, join accounts that don't work out, having an account on the side. We're going to talk all about the nitty gritty tonight, but before we get into that, I just want to say a couple words about where my life is going. I'm on this spiritual path and I don't know. I just feel like something is about to happen for me. Something great. I just feel that. Anyway, let's hop right into it. Happy March 2024. I really feel like this month is going to be a good month of clarity. I cleaned my room last night to get prepared for the month. And I just feel super, super rejuvenated. Rejuvenated, rejuvenated. What the fuck was that? Anyway, are you married? Or do you know someone close to you that is married? Is your sister married? Is your mom married? Is your brother married? Think about who's married in your life. How are they doing? In in an economy that requires two incomes to raise a family, we are definitely dependent on a partner to live. Um... I was just thinking about this the other day. I have a friend who lives with their boyfriend. They split the rent. And I was wondering how many couples are together because they could afford bills. That's the only way they could afford bills. And like I've talked to this guy one time and he let me know that he was still living with his ex-girlfriend. And I cut it off once he told me that. Um... Because I don't play that. And it got me thinking. I'm like, why can't you just break the lease and move out? And I thought, oh, duh, because it costs money. So I say that to say this. How many marriages are just awful marriages, but you can't get out because it either costs too much to get out or you have too little to get out? I believe that financial counseling needs to be mandatory before you get married. I believe that each partner should dive deep into each other's credit history very deeply. I mean, what? how much you pay in taxes, how much you make, how much you have been making over the years, um, any businesses, side businesses, any extra streams of income. It all needs to come out. And even if you 
don't have these things that needs to come out as well before the marriage because a lot of people sadly they don't realize who they married until years later until the divorce I've heard a saying that you don't know who you marry until you divorce and that is so true it's very clear when someone isn't bringing in any money into the marriage for example For example, sorry, I had to change the song. Never had a bitch like me in your life. You never had a bitch like me in your life. Uh. Never had a bitch like me in your life. You never had a bitch like me in your life. (laughs) I love this song by Flo Millie called Never Lose Me. Never had a bitch like me in your life. You never had a bitch like me in your life. Okay, back to where we were. It's very clear when someone isn't bringing in any money. This couple that I'm going to use throughout the whole episode, this ex-couple, they're now divorced. Um, The husband was going to school, quote unquote, going to school. I'm in school. I'm in school. When they met, he was in school. When they married, he was still in school. And he remained in school after the marriage, during the whole marriage. He did not work. What he did was he kept switching his majors before he would graduate in order to prolong staying in school. And he was also receiving benefits from the military to go to school and also was receiving Social Security benefits for disability while in school. So although he wasn't working, he was collecting checks from Social Security and from the GI Bill for going to school. The grown-ass man. So the wife in this situation was bringing in six figures annually, consistently. Consistent eight to ten, eight to twelve thousand dollars pre-tax per month. Um, this woman is rich. Um she married her high school sweetheart. That's what happened. And um, a lot of people like to say don't, a lot of people like to say you should marry someone within your own tax bracket. And that couldn't be more true. Um, He just couldn't relate to her financially. Um, In order to make that kind of money, in order to maintain that kind of money, you have to have a certain set of skills and discipline and knowledge about how money works, how banking works, how um, investing works, how trade, all that. You owe it to yourself to educate yourself about money. There's so much information out there, and I'm sorry, I cannot, I cannot at this time give you financial advice because I work in finance, and, and this is a public forum, and I could lose my job. Protest why you want no sex, why you want to fight anyway. I know things get hard, but girl, you got it, girl, you got it, there you go. I need a cigarette. It's Friday night, it's March 1st, it's 11.46pm, so this is the Manic Candace podcast after dark. I'm in my mom's room. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. 
So he wasn't bringing in, in this money, so he wasn't working. So he was just at the house all day. All day. And guess what? Didn't clean up. So his excuse was, my work is going to school. And he could pay an electric bill. He could pay a cable bill in addition. He could probably pay a car insurance bill on top of all that. But the wife was the one paying for the lease and eventually the mortgage. But before the mortgage, the down payment on the house was paid for by the wife. So already, it's very clear in this situation that someone is marrying for the money. Is it worse when it's a man or when it's a woman? Let's discuss. Because when a woman is marrying for money, she's a gold digger. And these days, with the new attitude towards feminism and the manosphere, women are expecting money in a relationship. They're expecting men to show up with money at the first date. Um, and it's kind of being praised, at least by women. If a man marries for the money, he's suddenly a deadbeat. So gender roles really play a part in the marriage. If a wife is being the provider, which is typically a male role, things won't work out according to plan. And what's the plan is to stay together forever. Like my last episode, I talk about the concept of staying together forever. And we talked about marriage vows. And we even talked about the obsession of baby mamas with their baby daddies. But I say that to say, if you're marrying for the money, man or woman, it, it, is, it is bad. Because eventually, you'll find yourself divorced, no money, and on the street. Quite literally. The damage in the marriage is done to the breadwinner. So in this couple that we've been talking about, that we've been discussing, that I know personally, a toll was starting to be taken on the breadwinner, the wife. Like I said, she was bringing in eight to $12,000 a month to the marriage, to the household, and the husband was contributing maybe $1,700 a month, roughly. And the amount of resentment that began to build up inside this person, the wife, became toxic and began to make her sick. Mentally, she was foggy. Physically, she was drained. And spiritually, she was angry. Not only did she have to work. She was a supervisor at her position. She would come home an hour drive to and back from work. 
and have to make dinner and do the dishes and then have sex. And what did he do all day? Went into their joint account, went and bought himself a Harley. For those of you who don't know what a Harley is, it's a motorcycle. He would do this a lot. Go into their joint account while they were married, while she was at work, and go buy vehicles. Anytime he wanted. Anytime he wanted. And if it wasn't a vehicle, it was something from Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop. It was a gun. It was a bow and arrow. It was a camper. I've watched this woman suffer and be financially abused. I advised her. To have her will be given to her daughter instead of her husband. Because her husband was displaying signs of financial, like, financially abusing her. Um, And at first, she was like, no, 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 I don't want to hear that. I, that's not true. How could you say that? You have no place. Um, And I was like, look. I'm just telling you what I see and what I know. That man is going to run your pockets dry and going to leave. And this goes for men, too. If you've worked hard for your money, don't let some woman come and just snatch it all up away from you. Get a prenup. And we'll talk about prenups later on in this episode. Uh, prenup is short for prenuptial. It's an agreement of division of assets if said divorce were to take place. So while the breadwinner is suffering, the non-worker, in this situation the husband, was just living it up. Living it up every day at home, would smoke weed all day, would use his wife's money To go to the local dispensaries and have shopping sprees. Buying all kinds of edibles, concentrates, flour. And those aren't cheap. The concentrates, the hash, the shatter, the wax, and the cartridges. Those aren't cheap. So he's racking up a $150 weed habit per day. He's watching porn. All day while she's at work. He's taking a ride on his motorcycle here and there. He's working on God knows what. Because he has all these tools in the garage. So he's really living it up. Draining her energy. Draining her resources. All in the name of what? Love? Love don't pay the bills. So, we're going to revisit the gender roles. A male's role in a marriage, typically. And these roles are dying. Is he supposed to be the protector and the provider of the family, of the marriage? He's supposed to hold it down. That's The man is supposed to be the head of the household. 
a woman's supposed to be a homemaker. That's her role as a woman. She's supposed to sit comfortably in her feminine energy and make the home, you know, decorate it, make it what it is, cook, clean, maybe have some kids. In their case, they were older in their 40, mid 40s, so they didn't have any kids together. Thank God. Whoa. So tell me you love me. Oh, even though you don't love me. Oh, so tell me you love me. <laughs> sometimes, if, if you're new here, if you are new here, sometimes I randomly sing. According to what's playing on in the background, it just comes out like vomit. And I and I, I do it mid-sentence, and I'm sorry, but I have notes. And that's why I do notes, is because I get distracted. Hi, my name's Candice, and I'm bipolar. I have ADHD, and that's pretty much it. That Hence the title of the podcast, the Manic Candice Podcast. Get it? Because bipolar... People go into manias. Get it. Get it. Okay, back to the story. You need to marry someone on your level. I could never marry someone from a country club. Because I'm not on their level. And they know that. You see, rich people marry other rich people. That's how they stay rich. That's how generational wealth gets established. I need you guys to realize that marriage is a business. Okay? Now, with that said, if you marry someone not on your level, you yourself are a business as an individual. You work, you, you have a credit score, and you make profits, and you spend, and you, 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 know, you do all that. If you marry someone, your credit scores get looked at together. You file taxes together. You are on each other's insurance plan. Like, you're you're a unit. So you can't marry someone outside of your level. Because it it just won't work. You guys won't be speaking the same language. You guys, one will be smart about money and one won't be. So the person that's not smart about money, because they don't know how to earn that type of money, therefore make that type of money, they're going to spend that type of money. They're going to waste that type of money. On stupid shit. Like I said, marijuana, trucks, campers, guns, and Harley Davidson's. He wasted her money on. And like, I just, that just makes me think like, what else? What else were you doing? Here are some signs that you were married for your money. If you're thinking to yourself right now. Like, hey, I'm the breadwinner in my marriage. 
or you don't even have to be married for this um, episode to be relevant to you and your romantic relationship. Have you guys been together a long time? Do you guys share bills? You know, what does that look like for you? Are you paying more than they are? Doesn't matter if you're a man or the woman. Just are you the breadwinner? Are, are you suffering? Do you have resentment? It's not like you can't pay. It's that, damn, it's the principle. It's like, don't you want some help? Like, you, you know, can can we get some reciprocity here? We're in a partnership. We're fucking every night, aren't we? You need, to, you need to marry someone on your level. You need to be with someone on your level. Because when you guys are on the same level, guess what? You guys can move forward together. And get higher together. And build together. How are you supposed to build with someone when they're all the way down there and you all the way up here? Damn. So... Prenuptial must-haves. Oh, sorry. And here are some signs that someone married you for your money. They want to go to Vegas. They want to go to trips all the time. They gamble their money. That's how you know. And then one test to see if you were married for your money is come home early one day. If your partner is, is not working, man or woman... And you're wondering if you were married for your money, go to work. Don't say you're coming home early. Just pop up in that bitch and see how motherfucking dirty the house is. See how much food wrappings and food scraps is all over the house. Shit still in the toilet. Dirty dishes everywhere. Crumbs all on the couch. Watch, watch, and then make your arrangements accordingly. Switch your will up, you know, take do a divorce, do something. Because I'm telling you, a lot of you are out here with parasites. This ain't for you. No, this ain't for you. You got to deep in your heart. Deep down, you know that it's true. Now let me see you put your hands up. Hands up, ladies. Try your fellas. He's the one. Mary J. Blige, where are my 90s babies at? Where are my grown and sexies at? Raise your hand. If you know this song, sing with me. <laughs> like, I know the rest of this part. Anyways, um, prenuptial agreements. So, a prenup is like I said, is an agreement that is signed by the both parties for the division of assets if said divorce war to take place at any time. So before the marriage, before you can get married, you can say, hey, you only make $10,000 a year. I make a million dollars a year. When we get divorced because you brought in nothing during this divorce or whatever, you cannot take half of my assets of when I first got the divorce. You can't take half of my million dollars that I have or my net worth. Or if we have three kids, 
you can have the kids and I can have the house. See, a prenup is a way to make the divorce process as fast and seamless as possible because it gets fucking messy if there's no prenup. There's a lot of auditing. There's a lot of tit for tat. There's a lot of threatening. There's a lot of tears in divorce. So my advice, which is kind of financial, but not really, is to set financial boundaries in your marriage. Maybe a joint account isn't the right move for your marriage because you don't want or you don't trust your husband or wife to have access to all the money while they're just dwindling the thumbs at home. You know, you're supposed to trust your partner that they're going to stick to a budget. Like if they have access to that joint account, use that joint account for things like groceries, for things like daycare, for emergencies. Not shopping sprees whenever you feel like it, just because the balance is over $100,000. No, <laughs> I am so happy this lady is divorced from her ex-husband. You guys have no idea. She's such a godsend. She's an angel. She's light. And to see her dimmed and down and dwindled and drained financially and abused financially, it just made my spirit so angry. So angry. So I began to pray. It took one year, but I prayed for her every day, every day that she'd leave. And she left. And she's thriving. She is thriving. She is thriving. She's about to... She, let's, let's just say she's thriving. Um, so what other boundaries could you set financially in your marriage? Budgets is a boundary. Um, giving an allowance to your partner. Or asking for an allowance. Or, um, you know... Or having a system where, hey, I could, it's okay for me to kind of buy what I want as long as the house is taken care of. You know, there's, marriage is about give and take. Marriage is about give and take. And it's constant. And it, and it evolves. And sometimes your partner may get weaker for a little bit and you might need to step it up. But. You guys both need to be on the same level, I emphasize, financially. Because what if the breadwinner goes down? Like, what if the breadwinner gets sick and cannot work? What are you going to do? You can't... The, 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 the person that's not working or the person that makes less money is not going to be able to support the both of you anymore. Because you're accustomed to the lifestyle that the breadwinner was able to provide. But that wouldn't be a problem if both of you were on the same level financially. You see what I'm, you see what I'm saying? And I want to say that a lot of women are delusional when it comes to their expectations of how much a man should make. We live in the United States of America 
unless he's like Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or something, you're not getting a man that makes six fucking figures. Most likely not. I see a lot of women on these podcasts, these like pink pill podcasts. Like, if you don't, if he don't make two hundred fifty thousand, ew. Um, I don't want him. It's like, do you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars, ma'am? If that, if a man who makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year is smart, he's gonna marry a woman whose father makes. million a year. You see what I'm saying? Rich people marry rich people. So when one partner is not working, not providing in the marriage, not contributing, resentment builds slowly. That turns to rage and then that turns to bitterness. Pure hatred and then true disgust. I watched this lady go from adoring her husband to outright being disgusted by the side of him. Because of money. Money. The ruin of many that ever loved. So in love. You guys, I apologize for my pessimistic attitude lately in the episodes, but I'm just being real and real and it helps to be real. You heal when you're real. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Get ready for March 2024 of the Manic Candace podcast. We are starting off with a bang. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Whenever and wherever you're listening, my friends, I bid you adieu. Bye-bye.